This is InfoSec Decoded um, Pokey Cops. And uh, so I took a walk down to the college and I went to the Phil's Coffee there and it was supposed to be open and there was nobody in there. It was all locked up. The pastries were just sitting on a table in there. They've been delivered early in the morning, but nobody showed up to work. And I'm seeing this all over the place. It's like the uh, end of a post-Holocaust movie where everybody is gone. And in the same spirit, none of my co-conspirators have arrived to do this podcast. So I can only assume everybody has died. I'm the last man on earth. And so the only point of recording this podcast is to leave it as evidence for alien archaeologists in a million years that will find it. But anyway, um, I'm looking at the news and most of the news is about COVID, which is really very interesting. Um, a study in Singapore has compared the effectiveness of the various vaccines. And the main headline from the article that uh, is in the Washington Post is showing that Sinovac is least effective. But what I thought was much more interesting to Americans is that Moderna is not only better than Pfizer, it is much, much better than Pfizer. Pfizer has 6.2 deaths per 100,000 and Moderna has one death per 100,000. So this makes me think that when it gets time to be another to get another booster shot, which will probably be pretty soon, I really ought to work hard to get a Moderna and quit taking Pfizer. And the, the rest of the world, the people taking the Chinese vaccines are in bad shape, which I think we've known for quite a while. The Chinese vaccines are really miserable with an effective rate like 30% or something, as opposed to something like 90% for the mRNA vaccines. And there's an article in B on the BBC with a very good chart showing how fast progress is at vaccinating the whole world. And I was pleasantly surprised. Now, most of Africa has still got essentially no vaccine and that's not good, but the rest of the world has got quite a bit to where the world as a whole has got 50% of people fully vaccinated. I had no idea it had gone that far. So, however, to be fair, quite a few of them are being vaccinated with that miserable Chinese stuff that isn't much good, but you know what? That's better than I expected, um, especially since so many people refuse to take the vaccine or are ineligible. You can't really get much above something like 65 or 70%. So we've gotten a lot further than I thought we would have at this time. Now, the tests have been quite a story. Um, Everybody's been mad at the Biden administration for shortening the quarantine period to five days and then not requiring a test. Other nations do require a test. And I heard the uh, Biden administration officials say, oh, that's because the tests don't predict infectiousness. And I was just stunned. That was the whole point of the tests. And another BBC article talks about this. Um, and they compare the two tests to see if they detect infectiousness. And they said that the PCR test can detect you have COVID before you're infectious and continue to report that you still have COVID when you are no longer infectious. But the entire point of the rapid tests, the lateral flow tests, is they tell you if you are infectious. That's exactly what they do tell you. So this is yet another example of the Biden administration just telling us false statements um, for apparently their own political convenience. I reminded me of the, Biden, of the Trump administration before them they just lie about the science when the science is politically incorrect. It's a shame. You know, I didn't think much of Trump, but I hope that Biden would be a giant leap forward. But it's not that much of a giant leap forward.
anyway, um, so the schools, there's a lot of uh, screaming, yelling about schools being closed in Chicago and whether they should open them in New York and San Francisco. And in San Francisco, they've, they've got a pretty good argument for saying it's hard to open the schools. The same thing as I'm noticing about Phil's in my podcast, they can't get any staff to drive the buses, to open the schools, to teach the classes. They've got parent volunteers coming in. And of course, they can't find any tests any more than anybody can. Um, that was another gem from Biden last week saying, oh, if you can't find a test, just Google tests near me and you'll find them. And there just aren't enough tests. So that's nonsense. Um, so anyway, uh, they're having great trouble opening the schools in San Francisco. And I think the rest of the nation, because everybody is quarantining from COVID pretty much where you can't fill your staff with about anything. There's a big scandal in Britain that there are two parties held by the legislators after they declared a lockdown and said no more than six people could gather they didn't invite a hundred people to a party and then just lied about it. And this seems to be um, the pattern everywhere. Gavin Newsom was caught doing it. Our mayor, London Breed in San Francisco did it twice. She declared that everybody had to wear masks and then they photograph her that night dancing at parties without a mask. It seems to me that we have not progressed that far beyond the middle ages when the nobility were just regarded themselves as genetically superior and exempt from rules that applied to the commoners. So our legislators, it does not even occur to them that anything is wrong with passing a law and then come just ignoring it completely themselves, because of course they are special people and the laws do not apply to them. Uh, the United States has a large reservoir of the early monoclonal antibodies and the monoclonal antibodies, most of them no longer work against the Omicron variant, but they're sending it to the states anyway and saying, oh, well, the states can determine whether you don't have Omicron, which they can't because we don't have enough tests for that either. And besides, it's nonsense because Omicron is more than 90% of the cases all over the place. So this is more baffling incompetence and stupidity from the Biden administration sending people medicine they know will not work for no apparent reason. Obviously, it seems to me, they just have no idea what they're doing and they're just throwing things around at random to make it seem like they've done something. This uh, vaunted competence that we were supposed to get from the Biden administration that they would not be a clown car like the Trump administration is not turning out to be that giant leap forward. And another one, Biden declared that insurers must cover eight tests per person monthly uh, for people who want to take home tests. But he doesn't address how they're going to find those tests. And I don't understand how he has the authority to order this. He ordered it, but you can't do this in America. You can't just order a company to give away their product for free. This is not a communist country where the government can just boss you around. That's essentially a tax and you have to get it passed somewhere. So later on in this uh, Reuters piece, they say, it's not clear why insurers would be motivated to obey this order. I don't think it's an order. I think it's a request. And it's not clear at all why an insurance company would care what Biden says. So uh, we continue to be sort of a bus driven by somebody that doesn't seem to know what he's doing at all. So that's the end of the COVID stuff, but a lot of other interesting things happened. Here's the one I thought was fun enough to make the title. Um, two cops in Los Angeles 
got a call while they were on duty to go to a burglary and they ignored it because they were playing Pokemon Go driving around the city trying to catch rare Pokemon Go monsters and being recorded by the surveillance system inside their squad car so they couldn't deny it later, which they did try to lie about it later. So they've both been fired, which does seem like the thing to do. This one was hard to believe. There's another supply chain attack where some NPM libraries, Color and Faker, contained malware, but it was not an external attack. It was the real developer of those libraries who appears to be some kind of political lunatic, and he decided to deliberately put malware in his own libraries and infected a bunch of people with the malware, which pops up an American flag and some statements, and apparently he's had a history of making other bizarre uh, political statements. And so uh, GitHub kicked him off, which certainly seems like the thing to do if you put malware in your stuff. It seems only logical for GitHub to kick you off. But uh, it is a little disturbing that somebody would write a library that people find useful and then go over the bend and put malware in their own library. Uh, Elon Musk has announced that he's going to get in the carbon capture business. I'm very happy to see this. Elon Musk is extremely competent at doing very difficult things. And we really need somebody to solve carbon capture. It's an almost unsolvable problem. I mean, how are you supposed to suck the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere? Now, you could capture the carbon dioxide as it's created at like a power plant burning coal, where it's in the chimney and it's concentrated. But once it gets dumped in the atmosphere and it's parts per billion, how could you possibly suck it out of the atmosphere in enough quantity to make any difference at any kind of remotely affordable cost? But Elon Musk is going to give it a try and more power to him. Uh, surgeons have replaced a human, a person that needs a heart transplant with a pig heart for the first time. This has been something people have wanted for a long time because there are not enough human organ donors. And if you could use organs from animals, that would be wonderful. But the problem is, of course, your body immediately rejects them because they're full of clues that they are foreign bodies and don't belong in your body. But they genetically modified the pig to remove a sugar in the organ, which is the thing that leads to immediate rejection. And it was not immediately rejected by the human patient. Now, we'll see how long this patient lives it seems very likely that there will be further issues of organ rejection. But in any case, this is an enormous leap forward. If we could genetically modify animals and use their organs to replace human organs, that would be very beneficial and save a lot of lives. App, Apple has always argued, you know, and the App Store is arguably extremely abusive. Um, the App Store takes 30% of the profit on apps and you must be in the Apple App Store. You'll never make any money in the Google Android Store or the Amazon Store or anything like that. And so everybody puts up with incredible abuse to be in the Apple App Store. They famously do all sorts of mean, unfair things to developers. But their justification for all this is we keep it clean. We have to have all this fast revenue so we can keep the malware out of the store. And they have lowered the fee from 30% to 15% for some apps recently, which is a step in the right direction. But in The Verge has a good article um, by Sean Hollister talking about how somebody decided to investigate scams on the App Store and found that there's tons of scams on the App Store. Now, the thing 
that I think is true is that there's not much straight up malware in the app store. What there is, is social engineering scams. Apps that say, install this thing, you'll get a trial period, and then we'll charge a monthly fee of like $10 a month or something insane like that. And then we won't listen to you when you try to cancel it. And apparently there's a ton of these and Apple has been notified long ago about them and they aren't very vigorous at removing them. And the same people just keep coming back and doing it again and again and making tons of money to where they are among the top grossing apps on the app store by tricking people into ridiculously expensive uh, recurring payments that they can't cancel. So uh, Apple does need to attend to that. Google has apparently not done a good job with their messenger. I haven't used an Android in years, but they say their messenger is just not very good. And if you send messages to an Apple phone, your messages appear with a different color to indicate that they came from an Android device instead of an iPhone. And they say that high school kids feel like this humiliates them. And um, Google is complaining and trying to get Apple to switch their messaging protocol to some new one Google prefers called RCS, Rich Communication Service, um, so that Google will not be humiliated in the marketplace. It does seem like that's not about not a remotely compelling argument to get Apple to switch to something they don't want to use just so Google will not be exposed as being behind in this, but that's what they're trying to do. Now, if there's some reason why RCS is better, maybe they can get somewhere. But um, anyway, apparently Google's still behind and they have impractical plans to catch up. Moxie Marlinspike a great celebrity in the world of cryptography, has resigned as the CEO of Signal. Signal was his message app, which uh, was trumpeted as being far more secure, far more better encrypted than the rivals, which I imagine is true. Moxie really knows what he's doing. Um, they made the very controversial decision recently to include a cryptocurrency in the app, which a lot of people, including Bruce Schneier, got mad at. Um, Bruce Schneier had the good point that now you have opened yourself up to legal problems being a financial entity like a bank and you didn't need to go there just being a messenger you're not financial mixing these two different businesses together opens you up your exposure to legal consequences much wider than it needs to be but anyway he did that and moxie said he always planned on resigning as soon as the company could do without him he didn't really want to be a ceo forever so as far as i know it's not because of a scandal or something He's just tired of doing it, and he's handing off the range to somebody else. It's a temporary person running it who used to be the WhatsApp co-founder, and they're going to do a search for a new CEO. So, um, all right, Moxie's cryptography is excellent. So I imagine Signal really is more secure than the other apps, although I haven't analyzed it in great detail. Um there's been a lot of scandal about antivirus. Uh, Norton and now Avira have been caught putting crypto miners on your box. And this has reminded everybody, I've had my friends contact me and say, what does this mean? You know, I had danger from a crypto miner. And I said, well, all it's going to do is waste some power. So it's not really going to hurt you too much. But as a matter of fact, Norton is trash and you should just take it off anyway. And that's what everyone's waking up to. There's no need for these AV anymore. Microsoft Defender is good enough to protect Windows. Um, Probably adding one of these third-party antiviruses does more harm than good these days. There's just no point messing around with it. I've had people ask me for years, what's the best antivirus? And I've increasingly had no good answer. I'd say, well, whatever you do, don't pay for it. But in fact, it seems like uh, there's no real reason to bother with it anymore. It just seems to be uh, 
a solution for a problem that has gone away. Anyway, uh, DN Spy is a hacking tool used to expose the contents of um, .NET applications. It's a very useful reverse engineering tool, but somebody has it's an open source project and it has been abandoned. So it's not being developed or maintained by the original developer. So somebody forked it and put malware in it, and now they're trying to get you to download that. So this is something to remember. If you're doing reverse engineering, you should be working in a throwaway platform anyway, because you're probably working on malware. And if you're downloading hacking tools, of course, they are often dirty, corrupt, containing malware, uh, hidden functionality and things like that. You, you're sort of by definition, hacking tools themselves are untrusted applications like malware anyway, and you should be cautious about them. And um, this is uh, something I had not heard of. Uh, people want to infect machines, so they are just mailing USB drives to people with a note saying like, this is your best buy discount, plug in this USB drive and a coupon will come up. This seems pretty brilliant to me. I would think if you mailed out 100 USB sticks, a lot of people would probably just plug it in thinking, oh boy, I got something. <laughs> and then of course you've infected them, the phone's home, you've got their box, steal their credentials, their cryptocurrency keys and whatever else you can find. It seems brilliant to me. And I really don't think there's gonna be much in the way of a defense, random ordinary people getting USB stick in the mail. What else are they gonna do? They're gonna plug it in. Anyway. Um, and the um, Ivy League universities have been sued for price fixing, which is very interesting. It seems very clear that they are indeed guilty. They have been raising tuition to an insane degree, and uh, this may be one way to get them by uh, illegal price fixing with sort of monopoly laws. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, certainly, it is there's something Scott Galloway talks about a lot. They've raised the prices so much over the last few decades, and there doesn't seem to be any reason for the prices to go up so much. It's not like the courses they're teaching now are vastly better than the courses they used to teach. They just seem to be extorting money out of people for no apparent value. And uh, this lawsuit may be a step towards reining it in. And in the same spirit, um, Trump is being sued in civil court for the Capitol riot, which is an interesting um, approach. I hadn't thought of this. Now, people wondered if the January 6th commission is going to eventually lead to direct legal liability for Trump. And all the experts I listened to say, no, it won't. Because Trump did not write on paper, here's how we're going to break in the Capitol. And I tell you to carry the guns and you to carry the, the pickaxes and everything. He didn't make a plot and conspire with people and leave evidence behind to explicitly do this act. What he did was not bother to stop it. And all the people I've heard of say, you cannot prosecute someone for inaction under these circumstances, but you might be able to punish him in civil court. And the judge in Washington, D.C., hearing this um this lawsuit seems quite favorable to that. And that I think is probably the way to go. Um, the civil court is requires a lower standard of proof. And I think you could certainly say that Trump acted recklessly and caused harm to people and people like the uh, police officers that got hurt can sue and say, you caused this dangerous situation, just like somebody, you know, driving recklessly. That seems like something that might work and it won't put him in jail, but it'll cost him money and generally harass him and hopefully 
make it less likely that things like this will happen again. All right. Anyway, uh, that's all I've got. And hopefully by uh, next time, which will be Friday, some of my compatriots will rise from the dead and join me again. Have a good week. <laughs>